Hello, hello, hello. Hello and welcome to TIB, the Immigrant Bag Podcast. I'm your host, Modupe Oguyemi. And if this is your first time tuning in, this is where we share tips and insights to help immigrants secure the bag. We always start with a disclaimer. So as always, this is not financial advice and I am not a financial advisor. Everything we say on this show is for education and entertainment only. Please note that investing comes with risks. So do your own due diligence or consult your financial advisor before making any investment decision. So having said that, this week, we are going to the UK. (laughs) And if you think that means taking a trip and going there physically, then man, you have a very active imagination. (laughs) I mean, I am not saying anyone should not visit the UK. It's a great place to visit, okay? And actually, London is one of my favorite cities because it's just so diverse and so cosmopolitan. So yeah, if you want to visit the UK, you can be sure that you'll have many interesting places to visit. We are going to the UK in terms of looking at their financial and economic landscape. So if you've been following the news lately, say the last couple of weeks, you will know that the UK government's recent financial policies have dominated the news for a few weeks. And what's interesting about that is how the impact of those government policies have reverberated across global financial markets. And as someone who is interested in financial literacy and in how to secure the bag, this is something that I personally found very, very insightful. So let me break it down for you all. One of the last things the queen, God rest her soul, one of the last things the queen did before she died was that she appointed a new prime minister for the UK. This new prime minister also appointed the first black chancellor, in essence, sort of like the minister of finance, the first black one in the history of the UK, which is fantastic, okay? It's historic as well all good so far. Now, what they then did was to roll out something they called the mini budget. And this is where things get really interesting. This mini budget laid out a proposed plan by the government to eliminate the 45% on taxes for high income earners. Now, bear in mind that this is against the backdrop of global economies struggling with inflation, right? High interest rates and consecutive quarters of negative GDP. And if you're wondering what that is, or if you're not, I mean, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, I trust that you already know what that means. If you're new here and you're perhaps wondering what the heck is this girl talking about, (laughs) like GDP and negative quarters, what is all that? Okay, if you are wondering, it's okay. Just go listen to our previous episodes where we broke down all of these and explained how they affect the lives of people like you and me on a day-to-day basis, okay? So anyway, bearing all of these in mind in terms of the economic issues going on in the world right now, 
the UK government decided that in order for them to stimulate their economy, okay, they would cut taxes for the rich. Now, stay with me here. You know that tax is essentially revenue for the government, right? And not just small revenue, it's the mainstay of many governments, and it forms a huge part of the funds that the government uses to run its operations. I mean, unless you live in a place like Dubai, for instance, that's in the United Arab Emirates, which the last I heard was tax-free to citizens and residents alike. But not many countries have the kind of deep pockets that the United Emirates have, okay? I mean, they have oil, crude oil, and I'm sure you know what that means in commercial terms, okay? So anyway, the UK government rolled out a plan to cut taxes for high-income earners. This proposed tax cut would cost the UK government a whopping £45 billion. Pounds. Now, as at the time the news broke, that was an equivalent of seven to five billion dollars, USD dollars, okay? <laughs> Not card. And I don't know what the current exchange rate is because, you know, the pound sterling has been yo-yoing ever since this economic plan was announced. But seven to five billion dollars gives you a sense of the size of the tax cut and the size of the revenue deficit that that would have meant that the UK government would have. Okay. So this fiscal policy not only eliminated the 45% tax that's currently in place for anyone earning more than £150,000 in the UK, it also removed the cap on bankers' bonuses, which had been put in place by the European Union since the end of the last financial crisis. So when the government announced this plan, the question that everyone asked from the opposition to other stakeholders, the question that everyone asked was, how will the government fund this? Like, how will you fund a seven to $5 billion tax cut in this kind of economic times, okay? The government didn't quite have an answer to this. So the reaction of the financial markets was swift and it was harsh. The pound sterling fell to its lowest against the dollar in, man, <laughs> only God knows how long, okay? Because, you know, if the government doesn't have money to fund its economic plan, it would need to raise money. And where will the government raise money from? It will need to borrow. And where will the government borrow from? You get where this is going, right? <laughs> the financial markets, right? That's where the government will turn to. And nope. No, no, they weren't having it at all. Interest rates shot straight through the roof. The bond market very nearly imploded. Secondary markets just started to run, you know, like bond rates, all of that that had already pretty much doubled since the beginning of the year. They went up even higher. It was a total, total fiasco. Like, seriously. This is where it's very valuable to pay attention to what's happening in other parts of the world, because the world is really and truly a global village. Any economic policy in any part of the world may ultimately affect your bag 
or the bag that you are trying to secure wherever you are. The announcement in the UK sent shockwaves across the bond market in the US. Yeah, like all the way across the pond, the US markets were reeling from the effects of the fiscal actions of the UK government. I also learned in the course of this whole situation that mortgage rates are actually tied to bond market rates. And in the US, because of this announcement by the UK government, those rates got completely crushed. Okay, like just off the back of that UK announcement, those rates got crushed in the US. And you know that bonds are a major way with which governments raise money, which is probably why that market in particular very nearly imploded. Bonds are essentially IOUs, right? Which different types of investors put money into for a specific period and a, and a rate of return that's guaranteed by the government. But if the government is eliminating a certain major money generator, in this case tax, then the cost of borrowing money will go up in relation to the increased need of the government to raise more funds to run its operations. So as a result of all of this whole um, you know, policy announcement, bonds got a lot more expensive almost too expensive, okay? And so institutions such as pension funds that are historically you know, well-known for being major bond customers, they started to sell them off massively. And at a point, it looked like the pension industry in the UK was pretty much on the verge of imploding. And this is in addition to the mortgage rates practically boiling up in the US, okay? So you can see why I said the reaction of the financial markets was swift and it was brutal. Like they weren't having any of that mini budget, one thing, one thing at all. And it was so serious. The reaction was so severe that the Bank of England had to step in and roll out the big guns. The Bank of England just a few days after the executive arm of the government, that is, you know, the UK prime minister and her chancellor, a few days after they made the announcement and the markets were going, were literally jumping off a cliff, the Bank of England stepped up and announced that they were going to buy bonds in the days following the announcement of the UK government's fiscal plan. The Bank of England announced that they were going to spend up to 65 billion pounds and they were going to be buying US bonds as a part of this plan, okay? And that did help stabilize things a little bit. For example, in the US, the Bank of England's announcement helped drive bond rates on 10-year notes down from 4% to like 3.7%. So you can see how different countries' economies are intertwined, right? And you can see how what happens in one country can affect you living in another country. Because folks in the U.S. were just steady minding their business, okay, before the U.K. government went and rolled out this mini-budget. And all of a sudden, <laughs> rates are going up in the U.S. And, you know, people are like, wait, 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 wait a minute, what's going on? Why? 
is my, why is the mortgage rate now more expensive than it was last week? Okay. But now with this whole intervention from the Bank of England, things have cooled down a bit. Okay. But only a bit, only a bit. Things are still a bit topsy-turvy. Now the chancellor has either resigned or has been sacked, depending on who you speak to. And the Bank of England has been buying uh, the bonds, although not to the tune of the 65 billion that they said. Uh, I think they bought up to 13 billion pounds or something like that. But things have cooled down a bit, uh, but it's still, the horizon is still a bit unclear. So yeah, please go to Britain, okay? If not physically, <laughs> go there in the news and know what's going on there. Because clearly, as we have seen with this whole mini budget drama, whatever happens with the UK economy has the potential of having a boomerang effect on the economies of other countries, okay? So we're here steady trying to secure our bag, but we need to be looking out and seeing what could be potentially coming our way that would affect that bag that we are trying to secure, okay? Stay safe out there, folks. And on that note, we have come to the end of today's edition of TIB, the Immigrant Bag Podcast. If you found this useful, please share with your friends and family so we all can learn how to secure the bag. Until next week, when I bring another exciting episode your way, this is Mudupe saying keep your friends close, keep your money closer, and keep your family closest.